Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Ellison, relationship coach and your host of Unbreakable You. Listen, I get it. Breakups and divorces suck, but they don't have to break you. You may be hurting, feeling confused, or wondering what the hell just happened to your life. But join me as I share interviews with men and women who have battled the impossible and have come out living an even better life. I also interview experts and authors as well as provide you with coaching tidbits along the way. And know this, your life is about to get really amazing. Why? Because your breakup is a gift. It will show you your truth and what's been missing in your life so now you can live your best life. Don't believe me yet? Keep listening and I'll show you that you are unbreakable. Well, hey everyone, I am back. Welcome to a new season of Unbreakable You and boy, do I have a lot to share with you guys today. You know, this may be one of the toughest podcasts I've ever done because today I'm going to get really personal (laughs) and the thought of having my story broadcasted all over the internet kind of terrifies me. But I wanted to share it with you for a couple of reasons. First, I hope that by sharing my experience and what happened to me will somehow benefit you or help you in some way. And secondly, part of my recovery is to not stand behind the mask of perfection that I've had a problem with, which is what resulted in a rock bottom I have never experienced before. So if you've been following my podcast for some time, I've been gone for a while. I've been gone for a couple months and I've been off of social media. So when I say I've been gone, I mean, I've been completely checked out from coaching and podcasting (laughs) and social media in general, not only professionally, but personally. And let me just kind of rewind. If you're new to my podcast and you don't know me very well, I will tell you a little bit about my childhood and what kind of sparked this rock bottom. And it's going to kind of get you guys up to speed as to what happened and would explain a little bit of my absence. So when I was six years old, I was in a car accident with my mother and we were hit by an ambulance. And it was um, something that was (laughs) quite traumatic, obviously. But, you know, I have just been going through life just thinking that, well, it happened and, you know, there's really nothing I can do about it. And that was the past. And I've really only thought of trauma as being that particular day. What I did not realize was that the trauma that I have experienced over the years really was more directly related to the relationship with my father and the numerous nannies that I had between when my mother died and when my dad remarried in five years. So I think I had like eight nannies in five years. And I had, you know, just those are just really important times of growing up that I had a lot of abandonment and insecurity and inconsistency. And of course, I have been admitting to you guys from day one, I think I even have on my website somewhere that I have experienced dealing with codependency and Hence, my relationship with my ex and dealing with narcissists and having been a magnet to narcissists. So as I've gotten older and over the past eight years since I've been coaching and podcasting and doing all this stuff, I actually thought my codependency was, I guess, gone and that I've figured it out, you know, that I worked on it and I've been to therapy and boy, as a coach, I've been to lectures and I have read a hundred books about this. And so I felt as though codependency for me 
was someone in the past. Boy, was I wrong. And as you know, for probably most of you, 2020 has been a really, really shitty year for everyone. And so I think that I, I guess, thought I was immune to the hello 2020. Um, and I guess I thought I had to be because I'm a coach. Well, what happened back in March, I think everyone experienced a massive change in their lives. And I didn't expect it would get really bad. So by the time it was June, I was really starting to have a breakdown. So let's rewind a little bit because March happened, COVID happened, and my business was changing. I had a lot of speaking engagements that, boy, did I work really hard on doing that got canceled. Then my kids who were in high school, and I had a senior in high school, he didn't have, uh, both kids did not have school. And then I have a senior in high school who was just not experiencing the senior year class of 2020 stuff that we've all known that that's been taken away from them. So I was dealing with that. I was dealing with my ex-husband and managing co-parenting during COVID, which there was no handbook or rule book for that, as I'm sure many of you have experienced yourself. And then my husband lost his job. So within kind of March, April, May, June, all of this stuff was starting to fall apart. And I had to be strong for everyone, not only for my clients who were going through a lot of tough stuff, but for my family and for my ex-husband because he was falling apart. And somewhere along the lines, my swim lanes, you guys have heard me talk about swim lanes, my swim lanes just kind of disappeared. And I let a lot of people into my swim lane. And my boundaries started to go away. And what I mean by that is my identity was no longer Lindsay. My identity resulted in everyone else's problems, which is a classic codependent relapse. Now, I did not know this was going on. I did not know it. All I was trying to do was just stay positive, stay positive. But over time and just, gosh, in a couple months, with my husband not having a job, And gosh, when men lose their jobs, I know how hard it is for them. I mean, I'm not saying it's easy for women either, but I do think that when men lose their jobs, their identity gets a little thrown off. And so when my husband lost his job, I felt like the whole world was on me to stay strong and figure it out. And then I started to feel really responsible for how everyone felt. I was worried about my husband and I was worried about my kids. And somewhere along the lines, I lost sight of me. Now, I have done this before, (laughs) maybe 10, 15 years ago, when I was in my first marriage. And I think what was happening is that I knew I was slipping, but I didn't know how to ask for help because I was dealing with a whole new set of problems that I have yet to have encountered in my life. And when everything was starting to fall apart, and the fact that I was struggling with it made me start to feel really ashamed. (laughs) And it's such distorted thinking, uh, which I realize now. But I really felt as though, well, I'm a coach, and if I lose it, then who am I? How can I charge clients money for the struggles that I'm going through? I felt as though if I'm going to be helping someone, I've got to be pretty damn put together. And as things started to just slip away a little bit by little bit, and my husband, and I really want to try to maintain his privacy, but there was a lot of stuff going on with him that was starting to affect me. Rather than 
having a boundary, you you know, we all have to have boundaries, even with our children, our husband and our family, which means we can't start feeling pain because they're feeling in pain. We can empathize, but we can't lose ourselves and our health for someone else. And that's exactly what was what I was doing. And somewhere around June, I was really starting to get depressed. And I really was, you know, we're all isolating, I was isolating even more. And I don't think I told anyone what was going on with me, not my husband, not my family. And I guess because on a conscious level, I I really didn't even understand it. And I thought that the next day will be better. So what happened was my husband and I were starting to fall apart. And I thought, oh my God, what happens if we get divorced? What happens if we separate? What does that make me? What does that make my work? And I'm like, oh my God, you know, somehow I have connected or tied my personal life into my professional life. And that is just the strange thing of what we do when we're podcasting and doing social media is just where's that fine line of not tying your personal life into your professional life. But for some reason, and somehow it, it had happened to me in my head. And I thought, if I get divorced or separated, or if things aren't going well, my biggest fear was what will everyone think? And I started to feel like an absolute fraud. And even though I knew that I was able to do my job and help people, somehow I was so weakened and the strength that I had, I don't know, I just, I guess that facade was just starting to really break down. And I learned throughout the summer, and I'll tell you how I learned it in a minute, but I learned that codependency is so tied into your past. And I realized that in order for me to function as a child and to survive, I really had to put on this facade that everything was fine. And then if I complained about it, if I couldn't handle it, no one else was going to help me, specifically my parents and specifically my father. So this was something that has been wired in me for so long that I didn't even know was there. So somewhere around June, um, my husband had left for a while, and I started to really unravel. And I didn't want to work. So I took a month off, I canceled all of my client appointments. And I ended up sitting outside for most of the day, just writing and staring off into space. And I started to really become checked out. And then My friends who were very supportive of me kept coming over, making sure I was okay, but I never really wanted to tell anyone that I was not okay. And I really was not okay. And so I started drinking a little bit and then drinking more. And I was drinking wine. Um, I never drank during the day, but I guess I was just drinking more at night than I normally do. And I realized I don't even want to go out. So somewhere along the lines, I went from kind of not functioning well to becoming completely dysfunctional. And I was so, so ashamed of what was going on with me. And in my mind, I had no way out. I thought if I were to tell anyone how bad my situation is, I won't have a job. And then that might mean I'm homeless (laughs) or I'm going to lose all my money. I mean, the, the level of survival panic that I had was so extreme and so intense, and so outside the normal level of moderation, that I really started to lose control of my life. And somewhere during that period, I started to think that life would be better if I wasn't in it. And it's really, really hard for me to admit this to you guys, really, really hard, 
because I sit here and think, or the story I make up about this is that, oh my gosh, if I admit this to you guys, you're going to never listen to me again. You're going to think that I'm full of shit. But it's really time that I share with you the behind the scenes of what coaches and famous people might be going through behind the scenes that we don't want to admit to you. So I started to speak in a really dark way. And I really started to think that perhaps I shouldn't be here. And you know what was funny is that it seemed like a completely normal thought, (laughs) but it wasn't. And what was going on is I was having a complete relapse of codependency, which is truly a disease and it's truly an addiction that I didn't learn about until I ended up going away to a treatment center in Arizona. And I was there for, gosh, July, August, and I got out in September. So I was there for six weeks. And it was something that my mom, my stepmom, really encouraged me to do. And she helped me get there and get in there. And I I really thought that (laughs) by me going to treatment and me working on my stuff was an absolute failure on my part. And I I literally left. I didn't tell anyone. Um, I didn't tell my clients. I just disappeared. I mean, even some of my close friends, I didn't even tell. I was away at this place and it happened to just absolutely change my life. And I am so, so, so grateful for it. And I learned more about my childhood and defining trauma and understanding it more than I ever thought I could. What that ended up doing for me was I had the ability to access what I call the blueprint of my pain. I really finally got to the center of it. When we are raised in a home with any kind of trauma and and where I was at the Meadows, you're going to hear me probably talk a lot about that place because I just absolutely adored it. But trauma is defined as anything less than nurturing. And the word abuse was something that I couldn't even ever say about my father, who I thought did the best he could having lost a wife. But I ended up discovering that there was two kinds of abuse that I experienced, and that was emotional. I'm sorry, it was intellectual and spiritual. Intellectual abuse is when your parent is judging what you think or what you believe and tells you it is not so. And then spiritual is not so much religion that you would think about, but spiritual abuse is when your spirit and who you really are is told that it's wrong or bad or annoying or not good enough. And I had to dive into the timeline of my life and pull out all of these memories that I actually did not even know was there. And at the end of the day, and you're going to hear me talk a lot more in detail about some of the things that I learned here on future episodes and on Instagram. But at the end of the day, I felt as though I learned that I had an illness or a disease that comes from trauma. So when we experience trauma, and I remember everyone, you don't have to have a parent dying in order for you to have childhood trauma. It could be something that happened to you in school or something that went on or you were bullied. It doesn't mean that your parents are bad. It just things happen or your, your parents divorced or something happened. Again, it's anything less than nurturing. And so when we experience that, the thing that happens in our brain is it gets altered in order to deal with the trauma. And so our brain for a a little while stops producing dopamine, which is what makes us happy and joyful and calm. 
And we learn and we pick up habits and bad ways of creating dopamine in our brain that isn't normal or healthy. And we do that over and over and over again in our whole life. We can end up what's calling and having cognitive distortions. So the distortions are just how we think, but it's not entirely uh, real and it's things that we make up. So you might hear, if you've read anything about Brene Brown, I think one of the things she always says is the story I'm making up is. And that's something that I don't think Brene Brown created herself, but it's something that I used a lot when I was at the Meadows is the story that we're making up. And I learned this thing called talking boundaries. And this is something that, again, I'll be talking to you guys about in future episodes. And it's something that I now work with my clients on. The talking boundary is specifically geared towards having a conversation with yourself and knowing that my trauma is coming from my wounded child and that I have fear to protect my trauma. I think what was going on is while I was experiencing new trauma in my life, I was getting triggered big time. And my wounded child kicked in and said, wait a second, we've been here before. You can't control it. What are you going to do? And my trauma, I was experiencing the flight, fright, or freeze, right? And I was, I was really more in that freeze mode. I, I just couldn't think. I could not organize my thoughts. So after being there for six weeks, my brain started to really <laughs> calm down. And it's funny, this place, we're not allowed to have uh, our phone, internet, barely any TV. We were allowed to watch movies on the weekends. But it was around 60 or 70 people, around 70 people, I think, uh, that were there that were from all walks of life dealing with all kinds of trauma. And there was a lot of military people there, a lot of people dealing with PTSD. And I'd say a majority of everyone there had some kind of childhood trauma that they were working on. And it was just the most amazing experience to see these highly intelligent, amazing awesome, successful people share their most intimate details of their life. And it really occurred to me that nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. We have an affirmation that we used to say, and I still have to say it, is I am perfectly imperfect. And so are you. And so as I launch into this next season, you're going to hear me talk so much about what I've learned, so much so that Everything that I learned has completely changed how I coach. I have changed my coaching program to an actual six-week program, of which I have called the Blueprint of Pain, and I call it Blueprint Coaching now. And we live in the house of pain most of the time, and I think we don't even know we're in pain. And that's just the craziest part that I've realized is I didn't know I was in pain, I was actually functioning as what we call an adapted adult child. Adapted adult means I'm an adult on many levels. I was working, you know, and paying the bills and dealing with things that we all adults deal with. But when we are an adapted adult child, we experience stress or certain triggers as we would as a child. And another phrase that I absolutely love that the Meadows created was called, if it's hysterical, it's historical. Meaning if we're dealing with a problem and we are hysterical about it, not so much in crying hysteria, but if it is truly dramatic, 
if it's derailing us, if it's making us freeze and not be able to think logically, and we're experiencing a survival reaction, hence the hysterical reaction. It is from our past. It is historical. And that is something that I think is one of the most magical things I learned. Our goal now for all adults and for myself and for everyone that I've been coaching so far since I've been back is about understanding where we are adapted adult children and where we are functional adults. And I learned that only 49% of adults are truly functional adults. So many of us are all dealing with some kind of adapted adult child thing. And that is the thing that holds us back. That is what creates addiction, which I really finally figured out and connected the dots that our addiction is really to pain, meaning we keep going back to it and we keep recreating pain in our life, whether we choose to or not, because that's all we know. And that's truly really fits in with me is that I've, I've been dealing with only knowing intensity. And when shit hits the fan, it's chaos. Or when shit hits the fan, I feel powerless and there's dysfunction. And then I deal with perfectionism and not truly thinking that I need help. I didn't know how to ask for help. I was so afraid of rejection or, or uh, being put down. And so when we go through all this, that cognitive distortion, we start to think in somewhat of a fantasy type world where everything's fine, because that's what we had to deal with when we were children, is that everything was fine. Not everything is fine. We're going to go through major ups and downs. So I've been back for a little over a month. And as we go into October and into the upcoming year, I'm going to be talking so much about what I've learned. And I'll be sharing with you a little bit about my new coaching program, because I was given the absolute gift of learning these tools from some of the best psychiatrists and psychologists in the world. And I think I read around 30 books in my time there. And I, I just will never coach the same. So much so that you, you guys might see things different in my Instagram. You might see my website changing because it's almost as though I had to experience the blueprint of pain and understand the blueprint in order to coach with more authenticity and not feeling as though I have to tell you all that I'm perfect or to show and have to wear this mask. And and I got to tell you, it, it was never intentional. I never thought that I was wearing a mask, but I was uh, really out of due, due, due to fear of you guys seeing who I really was. So as you follow me along, I am going to be doing more solo episodes like this. I'm going to be chit-chatting with you about the various things that I've learned. Uh, gosh, I have so many books of affirmation that I'd like to share with you. And I'm going to be really expanding my topic to maybe a broader audience. This show is called Unbreakable You, How to Break Up Without Being Broken. But this is really about being broken in general. And how do we become unbroken? How do we become healed? Because what I learned is that my past and my trauma, I can't undo it but I have to manage it every day. And so I think of pain as pain management. And if we ignore it, 
and we minimize it or deny it or we repress it or we're carrying it for others like I did earlier this year. That is a recipe for disaster. The bow will break and we will fall apart. So how do we manage our pain and how do we create what I call the blueprint of peace? What does that mean? So you're going to hear me talk a lot about that. Now that I've been home and I was in, I call it the kind of the pink cloud over at the meadows. I mean, all I got to do was work and focus on myself. So now I'm home and I'm dealing with the kids going back to school and still dealing with COVID and uh, my husband's back home and still dealing with unemployment on his, on his behalf. But now I have to know what are my triggers and what do I have to manage every single day. And a lot of that is deep self-care every morning and creating a routine. And I got to tell you, it has helped so much. And I, and I wake up every day so grateful. And I'm just so happy and connected with myself. Do I have bad days? Yes. Do I have days where I feel as though I've taken two steps back? Yes. But this is what I now know is to be kind and gentle to myself because the reason why we have bad days is not always our fault. If it's hysterical, that's because something happened in our childhood that we have to reprogram our brains and we have to deal with it differently. So I'm really, really excited to be back. And I thank you so much for listening and hearing my story. I just basically gave you the cherry on top. I have yet to go into the details of what I've learned, but please tune in and stick around with me this year. I will be far more consistent with my podcasting and I really want to have a lot more episodes. So make sure you subscribe to the show and I'll be interviewing people as well. I'll be also sharing with you some of the most amazing reads that I had while I was away. And you should see my desk right now as I speak. I have about 10 books stacked to my left and to my right because I'm always diving into new information and sharing them with my clients. And I'm gonna be sharing a lot of this on Instagram. So be sure to follow me on Instagram if you don't. I gotta tell you, I really do hate social media. I, I really, I, I'm going to admit that, um, especially after seeing that documentary, Social Dilemma. I gotta have a little, I have a little bit of a, a, a problem with social media and its intent, but I do think it's one of those necessary evils that I do have to manage uh, professionally. And I do think that a lot of coaches like myself, we've got some really good stuff that we want to share. So if you can at least follow me on Instagram and not worry about who's getting remarried and their beautiful kids and making you feel like crap, but follow people like me and, and other motivators to, to really keep your day up and positive. If you can do that, then social media, I still think is a good thing. Anyway, everyone, thanks for listening today and thanks for hearing my story. And I got to tell you, I'm still going to be terrified when I hit publish, but I'm going to do it because this is what I was talking about before is that I'm no longer wearing this mask of perfection. This is part of my recovery. I hope you stay with me and I hope you um, can be on this journey with me. And I'll be talking a lot about how to do that and how to manage our pain. So I'm really excited. I have so much good content and goodies to share with you. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unbreakable You. Be sure to visit my website at lindsayellison.com and shoot me a note. I love to hear from my listeners. You can also find my book, Magic Words, How to Get What You Want from a Narcissist on Amazon or Audible. And check out my digital worksheet to accompany the book that you can find on my website. All of my podcasts are also on YouTube where you can watch me in action. 
Make sure to subscribe to my channel so you don't miss an episode. Until next time, keep being your badass self and live your best life.